Of all the places to be holding a music festival, your local library might be one of the last places you'd think of, more likely to shush you than to hail rock and roll. But that isn't stopping the second annual Verso Fest. With two concerts, a conversation between producer Steve Lillyway and Talking Heads alum Chris Franz, and a replica of the Grateful Dead's Wall of Sound PA system, Westport Library might get loud. E.J. Crawford and Brendan Toller of the Westport Library and Verso Studios join us for a left-of-dial conversation about libraries. We'd like to thank our sponsors at Gateway Community College and Housatonic Community College. The Municipal Voice is a Connecticut Conference Municipalities podcast in collaboration with WNHH LP 103.5 FM. I'm your host, Matt Ford. As always, be sure to give us a like and let us know what you're thinking in the comments. CCM's Municipal Voice podcast continues to present a key forum on important state local issues. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect consensus views of CCM or member municipal leaders. EJ, Brennan, thanks for joining us today. Hey, good morning. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Let's have you guys tell us a bit about yourselves. I know, EJ, you work for the uh, Westport Library proper, and Brennan, you work in Verso Studios, which we'll get to in a second. But I understand, Brennan, that you also have directed a couple of documentaries. Is that true? I have, indeed. Um, uh, I started out in 2008 with a film called I Need That Record, which mm -hmm. sort of chronicled... Um, the precarious state of independent record stores and vinyl culture at the time. And I'm happy to report that, uh, geez, every time I step into Red Scroll in Wallingford, it's jam packed. So that's really exciting. Yeah. And then I made a movie um, uh, for about seven to nine years uh, on Danny Fields, who discovered the Ramones and Iggy Pop mm -hmm. and worked with the Doors and, you know, lived with Edie Sedgwick. He lived one of the, uh, most interesting lives of the latter half of the 20th century, I think. So yeah. obviously I turned my focus to, to him for many years and it was just a great uh, learning experience, even to just, you know, hang out with Danny Fields. But um, yeah. EJ also has a incredible uh, background in journalism as well. Very cool. So then that led you to Verso Studios, the, the documentary work? Uh, I suppose so. Actually, it was playing tambourine in the Zambonis that led me to Westport Library. <laughs> so uh, I came in and I thought, what is this building? What is this facility? Uh, it's something that we sort of always dreamed about in, you know, our ivory towers of academia, that there would be a place that was kind of a multimedia spaceship to have film screenings, uh, concerts performances, Q&As, and um, it's here at the Westport Library. Very cool. And EJ, uh, tell us about your role at the library. So I'm the director of marketing communications for the library. Uh, so, you know, overseeing, you know, essentially every everything we do in terms of, of getting the word out to the world, both, you know, the media and also our patrons uh, so that, you know, encompasses social media, website, uh, email, you know, broadcast email, uh, you know, graphic design. So they're all kind of, you know, part, part of our shop and, and part of the, you know, part of the team, you know, it's, it's Brendan, myself, and, and we got a couple other folks too, um, you know, all of whom do, do really great work. So we're, we're very fortunate to have them behind us and, and to help, you know, we, we need all the help, you know, to, to promote VersoFest. So it's great to have a team that can, that can do that. Very cool. Now, one of the more unique things and the reason we have you guys on today is to talk about uh, Verso Studios. And Westport Library is billed as the first public library in the country to uh, produce a vinyl record. Um, so how did Verso Studios come about? Was this like one person's pipe dream or was it just an idea that seemed good for the residents of Westport? How, how did this all come together? So we had incredible success, and this is before my time at the library, but they had incredible success with the makerspace 
program, which is, you know, mm -hmm. 3D printing. And there was a lot of attention and eyes on that. And they sort of found that they felt like they kind of peaked at a certain audience. So mm -hmm. they thought, well, how can we, we take this expansion in library services and resources and what could we apply it to? And um, rightfully, the executive director, Bill Harmer, uh, who comes from Michigan, and he's been with the library for about seven or eight years, uh, thought, well, media has kind of a limitless potential, mm -hmm. whether it's uh, production or theory or classes or the other side, just pure entertainment or uh, stepping into different perspective in sharing, you know, film screenings, performances. Uh, so we've been off and running that the transformation of the library, i.e. the renovation, ended in about 2019. And then, of course, we all know what happened then uh, after that. So it sort of feels like we're getting our footing right now. And yeah. um, so Verso Studios is open to everyone. Um, doesn't even matter if you have a library card, uh, although we'd love for, for you to have one. You should have one. So much of what Verso is, is is reimagining, you know, what a library looks like for the 21st mm -hmm. century. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, we have a community and that's that's obviously in Westport, but beyond Westport as well. You know, that, that's they're, they're seeking to kind of, you know, every library is all about kind of like growth and learning and knowledge mm -hmm. and, and, you know, kind of a shared community space. And that's what we really want, you know, the Westport library to be. And and books are such an important part of that. Yeah. Right. I mean, we have an incredible group of people who work here, reference librarians and patron services and all that is incredibly important to who we are mm -hmm. and what we do still, but you know, it's not the only thing that we do. And we yeah. also know that, you know, if we're going to meet people where they are, we got to be able to expand into other spaces and having capability with Verso to do TV and broadcast and to do post-production and to have, you know, a full like sound system and, and to have all those capabilities mm -hmm. really gives us so much more that we can provide to the community. Um, you know, and again, that's, yeah. Westport community and beyond Fairfield County and beyond. So just kind of beyond the kind of older idea of libraries, just a place where you keep books. Like right. In, and, in and now in 2023, what, do, what is a library to, to the public and what, do, what the needs does it serve? I guess is part of the questions you're asking with the makerspace and Verso and these kind of non-traditional library facilities. Right. 100%. And we have like a library of things where you can come and rent, you know, a kayak or a microscope or, you know, mm -hmm. it's, there's, you know, we have meeting rooms so that people can come and work. I mean, we have, we have people, you can see the same people every day, people who just use our, our library as an office. We have computers you can rent. And so, you know, Verso is kind of the, the next kind of step with all that. It's kind of the, the, the logical progression. Uh, and, and we're fortunate to have the ability to do so. We're fortunate we, we did a, a major renovation in 2018 2019 that allowed us to kind of build out these spaces yeah to offer you know these services and you know it also allows us to have programs and, and events that you know a lot of libraries can't i mean mm -hmm. you, you know it allows us to ha host you know we can have a band on stage and 600 people in our forum right yeah. you know it's these aren't things that you know you traditionally think of a library being able to do but it's things that, that we can do and I think that brings so much more to our community and, and gives mm -hmm. us so many opportunities. When you did that, those renovations of the facility, the building itself, did you do that with something like this in mind? Like, did you, was it in the plans originally to have a studio or did that come after sort of the initial renovations? I believe it was all part of the the, the plan. They did a lot of consulting mm -hmm. with this um, very gentleman, uh, generous uh, person, Rob Fraboni, mm -hmm. who uh, at the time lived in Weston, Connecticut as so many uh, music industry people sort of 
hide away in, in Fairfield County. Mm. Um, Rob Fraboni, uh, like snuck into gold star studios in the sixties and watched Phil Spector and, and Brian Wilson mm-hmm. make pet sounds. He, uh, designed Bob Dylan and the band's, uh, Shangri-La studio in the seventies, mm-hmm. designed Keith Richards studio down the road. So we had really incredible guidance and input. Um, yeah, some, some, some serious professionals unlike anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. Not not just some amateurs, have some some real professionals. No, no, it, it is involved in. By no means, it is it like just a janitor closet with a microphone. This is a incredible world class recording studio and facility. Yeah, so I mean, you do have this kind of world class facility with with you know these amazing studio consoles um, used by you know world class artists all over the place. So, what kind of experiences can people have using this stuff at Verso Studios? So we have a couple of different, you know, easy access points. Um, uh, one is we have uh, an opportunity called Crew Call that is led by our video studios manager, David Bibby. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is an opportunity where it's, you know, anyone from the community can come in and learn on all this incredible video and sound equipment, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in exchange for support on our library program. So, you know, we need uh, people to run camera. We need people to run sound. We need people to mix. Um, and that's just a great multimedia training that's free, that's open to anyone, uh, probably age 10 and up. So we have, you know, young teens and we have people who are retired, uh, mm-hmm. working together. It's, it's a really great interview. Anyone 10 and up Westport, not Westport. Just No, any, anybody, anybody in the tri-state area or you, know, you want to fly in, that's, that's your mm-hmm. prerogative. But, uh, <laughs> that's yeah. if, you, if you can get here, you're welcome. Yes. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, we all, we also offer one-on-one training. Uh, our audio studios manager, Travis Bell, does a lot of community hours where he'll he'll spend one or two hours a month uh, one-on-one with you to learn how to mix on the SSL console, mm-hmm. uh, which when you look at it, looks like NASA control, but uh, he'll walk you right through it and you can learn. I mean, it's so inspiring for me to walk in the studio some days and see, you know, high school students just learning how to mix when, when mm-hmm. i was a teenager i yearned so much to be able to learn this stuff and there was so much mystery yeah. and now it's here and you you don't have to wonder you can you know get your hands right on it that's very cool um so thinking about the flip side of this it is still a library how do you handle things like a drum set in a library setting so Hi. we usually yeah <laughs> we usually tell artists you know um we can't really do li- anything with live drums till after hours. So okay. that being said, like most of the, uh, the sessions uh, tracks that you see online and that are uh, featured on our vinyl compilation, that'll be released in June. Uh, those were done all after hours. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have free reign. Like it's like they give us the keys to the studio once uh, everybody goes home. And we- so the recording studio has a little bit different hours than the main library. Yeah, although the, the recording studio does operate nine to five. We do a lot of uh, audiobooks, voice work, uh, a lot of therapist meditations, singing bowl recordings. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of things you can do without live drums. Very cool. And if someone was interested in, in learning more about this or maybe, you know, finding a time slot or something, is there a way to they do that? I would say a good general primer uh, and, and with all the contact information, you, go to, you can go to westportlibrary.org slash mm-hmm. or so and they'll find what they need to that's right explore more right there that's very cool yes the other thing is it's also not just a uh music production space correct it's also video production 
Yes. Um, so our programming is very extensive. Uh, <laughs> we program almost every night of the year and that's everything from book talks to community, you know, Westport local events to uh, things like the Malloy lecture or the exchange uh, annual events that we have. There's also story fest and of course mm -hmm. the upcoming Verso fest. So, um, you know, a lot of our video is in support of that. We have a crew that'll, that'll do a multi-cam shoot of these events mm -hmm. that will later be posted usually on our YouTube channel. But then for, you know, local filmmakers in the scene um, and just creators in general, uh, we have a post-production facility that's open to anyone four hours a day, 12 hours a week, arts, education, nonprofit. As long as you're not a pure commercial endeavor, you mm -hmm. can be in there taking advantage of Adobe Creative Suite, Final Cut Pro, Ultimate Pro Tools, uh, Ableton, Logic. All of this software that, at least for me, I mean, I'm sitting in the nexus of my kind of creative world. You can see the band mm -hmm. equipment behind me and I'm doing the Zoom on the computer where I do all this work. I can't uh, update and, and keep that kind of roster of software on my computer. So it's good to know that there is a place where creative creatives can go and just be supported. It's very cool. So anyway. it, also, it also really provides kind of like a start to finish experience, you mm -hmm. know, so you know, people can come in and they can sit down with David or Travis and start some of their work. Then they can move to the post-production suite and, and maybe finish the, the, what they're doing. And, you know, again, it creates that that continuum. And then for people who, you know, just don't have the technology at home can come in to use a post-production suite to maybe work on whatever project it might be. And, and, and again, we have people from, you know, 13 to, to 80 who are in there mm -hmm. doing work, which is a really awesome thing to see. That's, that's very cool. So different experience levels. Like if you don't know a lot, you can someone can help you out and show you how to use it. If you do, that's you can right. get access maybe to some equipment or software that you wouldn't be able to at home. So there's a lot of options for people of all kind of skill levels and, and need. You are listening to the Municipal Voice on WNHH 103.5 FM. the space is very cool but one of the exciting things that's coming up that we're here to talk about is uh verso fest it's an annual music and media conference that you guys are doing um and this is the second time you're doing it is that correct yeah we had a good launch last year over 2300 people came through the door and that was three days uh we had you know the band les zeppelin play we mm -hmm. had michael jai white who's a you know uh, international but also local filmmaker mm -hmm. talk about his vision for gigantic studios uh we had journalist joe hagan talk about his kind of path and trajectory in music journalism as he writes for vanity fair new york times and he wrote mm -hmm. the original jan wenner uh, biography which is great uh sticky fingers um so we're excited to do it again and uh I think once again, it's like the people just need to experience it uh, similar to that the, they need to see 
Verso Studios in person to really grasp what it is. I mean, this to me, Verso Fest is like a very small um, South by Southwest on the East Coast that I don't know you can really get anywhere besides maybe CMJ. So, uh, you know, there's film events, there's fashion events, there's photography. There's just incredible offerings from, the you know, all experts and media makers in the tri-state area. Very cool. And this is the second year. Would this have been the third or fourth year if there wasn't a pandemic? Because you said you said you I opened would say in so, 2019. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So was, the first one was kind of a delayed sort of celebration opening. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I think we sort of started with the lockdown festival, which was, uh, you know, a lot of uh, band performances that people could enjoy remotely. That's very cool. Are some of those performances still available online and stuff? If someone wants, I believe so. Out? You know, our yeah. YouTube is chock full of treasures and uh, <laughs> and videos. So I highly recommend that people go and do some digging on the Westport Library YouTube. Yeah, and it's just it's just YouTube at Westport Library. Um, it has all kind of past things. It has a lot of the promotional videos, uh, most of which Brendan's put together, which are you know pretty fantastic to get mm -hmm. a look and a feel for you know what this year's Verso Fest is going to be because it really is taking a lot of you know kind of the the, the goodwill we built from last year and mm -hmm. also our learnings from last year and, and making you know a festival that's you know we think bigger and better with you know panels and workshops and concerts and you know really truly whatever it is you're looking for you know there's going to be something that, that we can deliver at this year's verso fest very cool so let's talk about the actual concerts here um so on day one right you've got sunflower bean and dj hysteria and hysterica. on day two, hysterica. Yeah. <laughs> um, and on day two, you've got the Smithereens, uh, Amelia K. Spicer, and DJ Miriam Lina. What was it like to reach out to you know these artists and be like, "Hey, your next gig could be at the public library." This is this is always kind of I think one of the the coolest things that we get to do is you know kind of explaining to people what this space is because I think you know it can come across as like a novelty, right? Like I'm going to play a library. We're like but we are a library, like first and foremost, but you got to see the space. And, you know, we, we have a, a deck that we, we send out to everyone. So you can really get into, you know, to really imagine like exactly where you're going to be. Like we have an 18 by 10 video board behind you. We have a full size stage. We have an open space that can fit, you know, 400 people seated, 600 people standing. It's, you know, it is a concert venue. And you're not and playing I, in the storybook corner or anything. Or... Right, exactly. You know, we're not tucking you away in, you know, a, a little room. And I think, you know, to be able to, to offer that is, is pretty cool on our end. And I think that would be, for a lot of bands, a, a really cool experience. I mean, I can't imagine that there's a lot of opportunities for them to, to do something like it. And then also on Saturday, April 1st, there's going to be uh, a discussion between producer uh, Steve, uh, Steve Willieway and Chris Franz, uh, who's the drummer for the uh, Talking Heads and Tom Tom Club. Um, so what should people be expecting from that event? I think you're going to get to hear uh, <laughs> some stories of your, I mean, especially since Chris and Steve worked together on the Talking Heads, I believe it was a Naked album, so kind of later in their career. Um, but Steve is, uh, I mean, it's he's produced the biggest albums of 80s, 90s, and the aughts, right? I mean, you have everybody from uh, U2 to the Psychedelic Furs to Morrissey to Guster to the Killers. So, I mean... 
I think that if you're even just interested in how pop music gets made, it's a worthy conversation to lend your ear and, and eyes to. Um, I'm excited for that. It's going to be very funny. Chris is a great moderator and a host, and he's a great champion of the library. Look, I mean, he he lives in Westport, and so much of the goodwill and support that we get are from people like him that just want to see yeah. uh, emerging bands get a footing and also uh, for libraries to be redefined as uh, sort of community spaces for the 21st century. Yeah, it's sort of cool. He's not just the the celebrity appearance person, but he is in fact a member of the community. He's that's right. And as we said, he'll be back Saturday night for we're doing the Malloy lecture in the arts, which unfortunately had to get rescheduled. You know, we found a place for it at, at VersoFest, so he'll be back uh, at 7 p.m. on Saturday night talking to Richard Butler and the Psychedelic Furs, which is, again, kind of a cool, you know, kind of, uh, you yeah. know, kind of how things come together since uh, Steve had produced, you know, one of one of the Psychedelic Furs albums. So, yeah, so it's it's a pretty it's a pretty cool experience to have all those things happen in, you know, not only in one festival, but, you know, on one day. Yeah, totally. And if people are interested in uh, these performances and the keynote, uh, how can they find out more about that? Uh, so westportlibrary.org slash VersoFest. And I really just want to reiterate that it is, uh, you know, there's a concerts Thursday, Friday, but Saturday and Sunday is a packed, dense, uh, you know, couple of days where you have everything from rock photography to fashion to producing to film. I mean, we have an Alice Cooper uh rare museum exhibition upstairs which i'm super excited about yeah so, so buying Al a bunch Al of Al stuff Al from canada so yeah yeah Doc dr dreary snakes the museum yes. of alice cooper yeah. artifacts uh, and stuff uh who's the uh big alice cooper fan at westport library so as it as it stands once again it's uh you know we had a couple of events uh you know most notably the music oral history with joshy joe armstead last year and mm. you just watched it during the q a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Dennis Dunaway gets up to ask Joshy a question. Then, followed by Mark Naff, another Rock and Roll Hall of Famer with the Paul Butterfield Blues Band. So, um, you know, when you put that goodwill out there and you program, uh, you know, really insightful and meaningful events, this is the wave that comes back to you, or at least you hope. So Dennis, you know, lives in Fairfield County. And he was impressed by what the library was trying to, to accomplish. You know, he was getting where we were headed and what mm -hmm. we were doing. And he came to us with a host of ideas. And we just said yes to all three of them. And we're really excited, you know. And that starts with uh, his supergroup, Blue Coop, playing on March 10th. Oh, uh, so if cool. you're an Alice Cooper or Blue Oyster Cult fan or 70s rock fan, um, please come out March 10th. Uh, that's our first kind of uh, fundraising concert for VersaFest. Very cool. So, you know, with the 60s and 70s rock fans, but uh, another cool thing that's going on is on Sunday, there's a, a panel that's going to be uh, including uh, DJ Grand Wizard Theodore, who is known for inventing the scratch in hip hop um, and right there at the very formation of hip hop. Um, you know, that's kind of wild that we get to do something like that. That's like bringing up the guy that invented, you know, the piano or something. Um <laughs> So what's it like to have this panel, you know, kind of living history for, you know, for hip hop and certain genres to be able to get these kind of people in? Well, I mean, that, you know, it's funny because I did a presentation to our uh, teen board last night and I said, look, if I can stress one thing, uh, you know, hip hop is, is such a dominating force in mainstream culture. And I know a lot of you that I'm talking to are probably fans of it. And uh, 
you will never see something like this. Never mind at a library, probably again. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, there are, of course, many fantastic uh, hip hop 50th celebrations. But uh, this is very special because the mission of Legends, Beats and Grooves who program this block is to show where hip hop DJing originated and came from. So you're going to see people operate two turntables and this is all going to be projected on our 18 foot HD screen. Yeah. So you're going to really get to see like true wizardry. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm a DJ and I was looking at some of the YouTube videos of this stuff and I do not know how they're doing this or, or what even they're, yeah. they're technically doing because it's so fast. And um, I think to be able to, to see the, the originations of culture like that is incredibly powerful and inspiring. Yeah. And who knows if, you know, some teen just wanders in there and they see this and it inspires them and sets them on a whole new track. That's, yeah. that's what this festival in Verso is all about. Yeah. That is pretty cool that we get to do things like that. And that, you know, being where we are in Connecticut, we're, you know, 50 years and maybe less than 50 miles from the epicenter, the genesis of, of hip hop in, you know, in New York. It's, it's great stuff. Yeah. Um, and to have that, that collection of, of legends be in our building is, is amazing. It's, you know, there's sometimes where, you know, we, you know, I know Brent had a discussion during this festival where like, I can't believe we got these people to come here. Yeah. Like, I, I can't believe like, you, you know, we can't believe we, we got, you know, this person, we can't believe we got this person. They're all going to be here. And it's, it's, you know, four days. It's, I don't know. It's, it's cool. It's, it's one of those things when you're in the middle of it, you know, sometimes you don't appreciate it until you take a step back and we're looking at the poster and we're like, this is a real like awesome collection of, of, of talented and interesting people who are going to be, you know, coming to the Westport library for, for yeah. four days. A, a collection of people who could only exist in, in this moment in time, in this place. Yeah, precisely. It's very cool. Um, so there's another cool thing that you guys are doing as part of this. Uh, tell me a little bit about the Grateful Dead's Wall of Sound. <laughs> that is Anthony Cosia's, you know, uh, big life's project, probably. So, uh, you know, we uh, found out about him through Verso Connections, uh, Rich Wenning, Spread Music Now. And mm -hmm. he said, you guys have got to check this this uh this guy's project out and um basically in 1974 owsley the the famous owsley uh, prankster uh wow. you know sometimes grateful dead uh sound technician roadie uh started wiring together a huge sound system for the grateful dead so they could play in front of bigger audiences so this is really the originations of uh modern amplification yeah. what we know is concert sound systems so anthony thought during the pandemic you know why what if somebody tried to rebuild this full scale yeah. and he realized the cost and was like okay well why don't i just start with you know a one six scale or mm -hmm. <laughs> so the one we're gonna have is 10 by 14 it's a one fourth scale uh i think over 500 speakers all rigged up so that is going to play music intermittently through all the programming Saturday and Sunday, mm -hmm. uh, and maybe even at the concerts as well. But uh, to have even even though the speakers are kind of small because it's yeah. it's ten by fourteen and it is five hundred of them, that many speakers sounds incredible. Yeah. So uh, you could only imagine. So I think for 
deadheads and gearheads, it's kind of a real dream come true. And that'll be there yeah. Thursday through Sunday at VersaFest. A lot of the stuff we've talked about, you know, it's very cool, but it wouldn't be all that strange or unusual sounding at a regular, you know, music festival. But we're talking about an event that's being held at a public library. In 2023, we're a decade removed from Bob Dylan's Nobel Prize, music and, you know, especially pop music being treated, tossed off as, you know, just entertainment as a library kind of doing this stuff and having this the the talks and the stuff like that are you arguing that music is you know more than that that it's you know a crucial part of the cultural landscape that deserves to be paid attention to just like the literature in the books in the library it, it predates language music uh music. and i was just watching a, a q a with with scorsese yesterday and he was saying think of all the art forms i mean it really is music it doesn't really any, you know, it's your voice, it's rhythm. It's right there if you want it to be. Um, you know, writing is similar and obviously uh, libraries are known as a repository of books, but I think that we're rightfully extending the definition of what you can experience and what you can access at a library. And um, I've had many people say that, you know, Verso is ahead of its time because not a lot of libraries have this uh technology and access to it but it's also of its time you're in that space and you think this is what it should be yeah yeah and, and again it's all a form of artistic expression right i mean yeah. it's you know I, I don't think that we need to think of things you know in, in, in any kind of limited capacity this is you know we can have you know books and literature and music and all kinds of creation and and, and art and, and all mm -hmm. this living together i mean they, they all kind of make sense you know i think they're all kind of part of the same world and to have you know the opportunity where people kind of experience all these things together or mm -hmm. you know you can pick the thing that you're most interested in or you know all, all of this is it, it's a really great uh, amalgam and and we think it's you know a really cool opportunity to you know to learn to experience to grow these are all things that libraries have always strived to accomplish so it seems like a very logical kind of extension of our mission what do you see as the future of Verso Studios? You know, now that you've done a, a vinyl record, do you are you looking to win a Grammy or something? Like, like what's what's the future of, of the facility? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of yes, right? I mean, you know, you know, I think why not continue to kind of not push the envelope in, in a crazy way, but you know, kind of expand the possibilities of, of who we are and what we can do. I mean, again, David, um, who works on TV studio, you know, talks about winning an Emmy with, with the crew call folks. And, you know, we, we have opportunities to hopefully build from this, you know, for, for future records and, you know, future festivals. And, you know, as Brennan spoke of earlier, you know, as we continue to hopefully do great and interesting work, we'll continue to build goodwill and, and bring, you know, more and more people in and, and expand the possibility of what all these things can be. Um, you know, I, I don't think that it, it makes sense to put a limit on ourselves. You know, I think we can, we're going to explore everything there is to to offer and, you know, see where, where Verso takes us and, you know, where our community wants it to go. I mean, that's at the end of the day, you know, we want to build something that, you know, people want to take part in, you know, that that's the whole purpose of, of what a library is. Okay. Brendan? Yeah. I mean, I would say that, you know, the technology is there, the, uh, technical expertise is there um and that can be anywhere i mean look i have some modicum of that around me as i was discussing before but what it takes is people with ideas and concepts and dedication and that's our only limit is uh you know 
people from the community coming to us with ideas and sharing um, their artistic expression, their perspective, their thoughts. Um, and it builds on one another. So really, VersoFest is only in its second year. It's a great driver for where uh, it sets us as a uh, establishment and institution. And uh, I think it's just hopefully going to snowball. That's how these things work, right? right? So I think we're off to a great start. And um, by all means, if you're a media creator or just plain interested or interested in process, uh, please check out everything that we have to offer. Great. And just for everybody at home, or VersoFest is coming up when and where? It is coming up. VersoFest uh, starts March 30th through April 2nd. And you can find out about it westportlibrary.org slash VersoFest. Great stuff. Well, EJ, Brendan, thank you so much for coming today and talking with us about all the work that's going on at VersoFest and Verso Studios and, of course, Westport Library. Thank you, yeah, Matt. No, thanks. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. We really appreciate it. We'd like to thank our guests, EJ Crawford and Brendan Toller. We'd like to thank our sponsors at Gateway Community College and Housatonic Community College. Learn more at gatewayct.edu and housatonic.edu. The Municipal Voice is a co-production by CCM and WNHH 103.5 FM. Kevin Maloney is our executive producer. Christopher Gilson is our producer. Harry Draws is on the boards. And I'm Matt Ford, your host. Be sure to check out our Facebook page and give us a like. And watch out for our CCM chat series on our YouTube page.